Staying in Contact. I'm London Mitchell. There has been a lot of discussion of late about gambling. Now that sports betting is legal in Ohio, one fact about problem gambling that keeps surfacing is its link to suicide, the highest suicide rate among all addictions. That prompted me to reprise a discussion I had with Derek Longmire, the director of the Problem Gambling Network of Ohio. Problem Gambling Network of Ohio, or PGNO, is a statewide nonprofit organization focused on connecting those who need help with their gambling problem to those who have the, the help available. Is gambling a real problem in Ohio? We know that about one in 10 Ohioans who gamble have experienced a gambling problem, and about uh, 1% of the those who gamble in Ohio would meet the diagnostic criteria for gambling disorder. So uh, as you look at that in terms of numbers, that's thousands of Ohioans that are impacted by gambling every year. Let's, let's take a moment to define gambling. Are we talking about buying a uh, Powerball ticket once or twice a week, or are we talking about really spending hours and hours in a casino? So when we're talking about what gambling is, it's it's buying that Powerball ticket once or twice a week. It's going to the casino and spending any amount of time there. Uh, it could also be as simple as um, getting those little surveys at the bottom of your Lowe's receipt and filling those out. And the issue between gambling and problem gambling is when it becomes a problem. So you might say, oh, that Lowe's receipt, well, I may take it or leave it, leave it and throw it away. But someone that has a gambling problem might look at that and say, oh, that went that chance to win that thousand dollars. I need to connect to that and and keep trying and trying despite uh, any negative consequences that might result. Okay, let me ask you negative consequences. What should what should we be on the lookout if we suspect that maybe a family member or uh, or a friend has a gambling problem? Um, just listen a little bit to their conversations. Do they seem to be preoccupied with gambling? Is gambling all they talk about? Uh, they can talk about all the money that they're making through gambling or all the money they're losing through gambling. So if all the conversations are uh, kind of routed around the gambling, that could be a warning sign. Uh, also, um, play real, pay real close attention to finances. Uh, many times gambling can really fly under the radar, um, per particularly problem gambling, and loved ones may just not know that it's happening until uh, oftentimes the house is being mortgaged, the car is about to be taken away, and uh, all of these other negative effects that can happen. You mentioned that one in 10 uh, who gamble might have an issue with problem gambling. Does that mean that we're all susceptible or, or who is it that is the most susceptible? Well, we know that everyone's at risk for developing a gambling problem, but we also know that there are some populations that are at increased risk. So as we're looking at um, our statewide data and every five years, the Department of Mental Health and Addiction Services conducts a survey related to gambling prevalence in Ohio. And the last survey conducted in 2017 showed that the most at-risk population of Ohio adults are those that are 18 to 25. Uh, we also know that minorities are also at increased risk for developing gambling problem, as well as those with uh, substance use disorders and those with mental health issues. Is there a link between problem gambling and, and substance abuse or addictions? 
absolutely. Everything is connected. And many times we play whack-a-mole and we might be working on that alcohol issue or then working on um, the mental health issue and then the gambling pops up. So really focusing on that whole person and not being issue specific will be really important in getting uh, those individuals to the road, the road to recovery. Sounds like it could be a very difficult discussion to start with somebody uh, asking them or suggesting, hey, you know, Joe, I think you got a gambling problem here. Uh, How do you start that conversation? Uh, What what would be your your initial aim? Well, and it, it really is just just as you said, a conversation of saying, hey, Joe, you seem to be really talking about gambling a lot. Tell me about that. What are some of your your feelings when you're gambling or what are some of your feelings when you're not gambling? And uh, how is that impacting your relationships? How's that impacting your finances? How's that impacting uh, your job? And all of that conversation can help uh, help someone understand where, where they fit within the realm of gambling. It could help them understand or, or maybe increase self-denial. It, it could be, um, but if we don't have the conversations, then we never know. And oftentimes, as we look at just um, addiction in general, there's some stigma there and some inability to really feel comfortable having those conversations. And gambling has just an, a little extra layer on top of that, and that it also can deal with personal finances. And just culturally, we don't like to talk about finances. So there's a, a lot of discomfort there. But the more that we can kind of pull back those layers, have those conversations and a really approach from not a nosy angle, but really just from a concern of you keep talking about this and I'm seeing some areas that it might be problematic to you. Let's see if we can get you some help. I would assume, Derek, problem gamblers might flock together. There is certainly like with uh, other addictions. Yeah, there are some times when they're 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 grouped together. Um, but actually, when we're looking at those that um, could, I guess it could be anybody that has a gambling problem, but uh, one risk factor for gambling is those that are just gambling alone. Uh, they want to just kind of be in their own little world and not have any bother, have anyone bother them. So um, that, that's one thing that we look out for as well. Derek Longmire is the executive director of the Problem Gambling Network of Ohio. I'm London Mitchell. Derek tells us of the frightening link between problem gambling and suicide. Most Ohioans do gamble, and it's important to note that 90% of Ohioans who gamble never have a problem. About 10% of those who gamble do have a problem, and about 10% of that 10% or 1% of the general population would meet that diagnostic criteria for a gambling disorder. And again, when it flies under the radar for so long, that's where some of those um, thoughts of suicide can come into play uh, because at, at some point, um, many of those that need help get to the, get to the situation where all hope is lost and the only, the only out that they see is through dying by suicide. And we know that there are a lot of resources that are available to uh, help get them the resources they need before they get to that stage. You want to take it upon yourself you're concerned with a family member or you're concerned with a friend, you enter into that conversation, what might you suggest uh, to somebody? I know we talked about the conversation a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. but what, what action can you take? Uh, what might you suggest? We have some great resources here in Ohio. Uh, the first is to call the Ohio Problem Gambling Helpline. 
And that number is 1-800-589-9966. And the Ohio Problem Gambling Helpline has specialists available 24 seven, 365. So whenever you're wanting to pick up that phone, somebody will be there to answer it for you. Uh, you can also go to um, beforeyoubet.org uh, through our statewide campaign. The full title is If You Gamble, Get Set Before You Bet. And again, that website is beforeyoubet.org. There's a quick um, 10 set question quiz that you can take there just to get a sense of your, your gambling problem or your gambling and if it's problematic or you could answer that on behalf of a loved one just to get a gauge as to, to where you're at. Gambling is everywhere from the, from the lottery tickets to the casinos to the racinos to, as you mentioned, even filling out the little uh, questionnaire at the, at the bottom of a uh, cash register receipt. What is that talk? What is that telling our children? Well, we know that one risk factor for um, those having a gambling problem are early age of first use. So when we're thinking about uh, when to introduce our, our young people to gambling, um, be really mindful of that. And that can be done through video games. There are a lot of video games that have gambling elements built within them, whether it be virtual casinos or um, like through loot boxes where for only 99 cents, you can buy this, this crate for some unknown prize within it. And all of those things are little types of gambling that kind of help plant that seed. And many times that big early win is a big warning sign for down the road gambling problems. But it, but it seems so boring if you don't have that element of risk <laughs> in what you're doing. Well, there's certainly other ways to be engaged with video games, whether it be competition or, or other such things, uh, and really thinking about what gambling looks like. Many times when I'm talking with communities about gambling, their mind immediately goes to, well, that's just Hollywood casino, and not really understanding that gambling isn't just the casino, but it is the scratch-off tickets at the grocery store or the 50-50 raffles that are at the ball game or even the little scratch-offs at the community festivals that we see gambling everywhere. Again, most people don't have a problem with it, but for those that do, we want to make sure that they get the resources they need. A term you used in your news release, disordered gambling. What does that mean? So the DSM-5, which is the Diagnostic Manual for Treating Disorders uh, classifies gambling as a, a sub, uh, gambling as a disorder. Um, previously, it was um, referred to as compulsive gambling, and now it's disordered gambling, which would be similar to uh, substance use disorder and alcohol use disorder. So it really puts it in that classification with substances. And as we look at the impact that gambling has on the brain, it's very similar to what we would see from someone who uses cocaine. So even though you're not putting a physical substance in your body, your brain is still kind of firing those receptors and getting that same reaction. That's interesting. Uh, repeat that for us again about your brain reflects, if you're a problem gambler, the same way it would as if you're addicted to a drug? Yeah. So if you're looking at kind of the... Um, the neurotransmitters in your brain and those do dopamine receptors that um, the way it fires with gambling is most closely related to how your brain fires when uh, subjected to cocaine. And that it, it kind, of kind of takes us away from that idea 
of, well, if you have a gambling problem, you should just quit. Um, because we know that that's not that simple. And we've come a long way on the substance use side to know that if you've got a substance use disorder, you can't just quit. And that's kind of the next step understanding related to gambling. And there are treatment programs available statewide. Yep. Zeph Center in Toledo uh, is the one of the premier treatment uh, centers for Northwest Ohio. And we have others spread throughout the state uh, to provide help for those that need it. And if you're not close to that treatment center, then telehealth services are available as well. So it really is as, as close to um, getting in front of that screen and setting up that appointment. Problem Gambling Network of Ohio. Derek Longmire is the executive director. Tell us again how we can get in touch with your organization. You can engage with Problem Gambling Network of Ohio through our website at www.pgnohio.org or give us a call at area code 614-750-9899. And I would imagine that your organization, the Problem Gambling Network of Ohio, is monitoring the impact of Ohio's now legalized sports betting. Uh, based on the, the survey data that we have, we know that one in four Ohioans who sports bet have had a problem, which is significantly higher than the one in 10 Ohioans who just um, gamble generally who have a problem. So that's kind of the next thing that we're looking out for. And we're not telling people not to gamble. We're just really wanting to make sure that you're thoughtful about the, the gambling that you do. It really is with entertainment dollars that you've set aside and you're doing it in a way that is as safe and helpful as possible. Derek Longmire, Executive Director of the Ohio Problem Gambling Network. The website address again is pgnohio.org. I'm London Mitchell, inviting you to join us again next week when we will again be staying in contact. In the meantime, you can access all our previous programs through my website, londonmitchell.news.